Welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street, episode 122. Today, as always, I'm joined by Chandler and Damon Murph on PTO still, somewhere in the mountains. Chandler back from New York City. Actually, fucked up. Chandler was in the city last episode, didn't record with us, and it turns out he went to a Astros game without us, didn't tell us. We live in the city, too. Just decided to leave that part out. But, you know, we won't hold that against him. He might not be on the next episode of the episode after that, but... How are we doing, Damon? I was great until I found out Chandler went to a baseball game without us. Scumbag. And then yeah, I just haven't gotten over that yet. And here we are. Yeah. Who, That's fair. Who, honestly, though, who does that? Who does that? I mean, I explained it for a solid 30 minutes before this. I, at least I told I know, you. I just had I to let the people the... know. Well, I know. It's fair. I mean, I, I am let a the people person. know what kind of person you actually are. Well, who they're listening to. Who they're taking pics from on the greasy parlay. At you know Action what? Network, presented I by. D- I did. I did what I could. I told you after because it felt bad. My phone was dead, and I bought it like an hour before. You were playing softball. What was your team going to do without you? I was looking out for them. Not much. I'm kind of the star player. Exactly. But, uh, Humble brag. <laughs> and I've already, I've already made amends. I've offered dinner to make up for it. It's fine. We'll so see. we had a fun little, fun little weekend of baseball. Aside from the first game, second game and the third game, we get a little two walk-offs. One by Glaber, one by Stanton. Stanton continues to be the hottest fucking guy on the planet. Glaber Torres getting his swagger back. You'd, you'd think it would be only against the Orioles. Hasn't really done it against the Orioles this year. Nationals coming to town. You know, obviously, I don't I don't think it was like a Stanton-type weekend. He didn't, have, he didn't bat 500 by any means, unless I'm wrong. But he definitely had his first home run. And Paul O'Neill called it, which was pretty cool. Good for him. Claps for him. Did you see after he hit the home run, he like had a little like fist pump? Yeah, like I got that. That was like that was like the most emotion I've seen out of him in a long, long time. Feels good. Probably Feels good ever. to me. I feel more confident now. I mean, Luke, confident tests, confidence tests. He's he's starting to be back there. And then he, obviously you one up that first home run of the year. You know, that's not that big a deal. It's a big deal for him, but like. At the end of the day, it still only has one home run. He should have already got that a while back. The walk-off, to me, is a more more of a big deal because that's huge for his confidence, too. So he built off that home run with that walk-off. Just beautiful. I, and I, I'm a big supporter of the not-home runner bust, so that that yeah. just base hit is all I want. Not to uh, not to fact-check you there, but the the home run came after the walk-off. Either way, I'm more I'm more <laughs> happy about the walk-off. Obviously, That's but fair. I'm more happy. No, yeah. I'm more happy that the walk off d- didn't come as a home run. Yeah, to be honest. And even though yeah. the walk off was like a little ground, like an infield ground ball, who cares? It's still he did his job. It's still doing the job. You know that. That's. I feel like that's where we want to see the, these guys improve on. Is just kind of doing the job in the situation. That that's a perfect example of situational hitting, not trying to do too much. And that's exactly what he did. He did exactly what needed to be done. Yeah, he didn't try and hit a home run. He he didn't strike out, and he didn't hit a pop-up in the infield. So, and and Glaber confidence with a walk-off and getting his first home run, that's... I hope that's big. I hope that momentum continues throughout the next yeah. series. He, didn't he also tied, he also tied that enough. game in the ninth. I know. I agree. 
Yeah. He also he also tied the game in the ninth though with that uh, yeah opposite field single, which is nice. He is he's awesome. I think Clutch moments, I think that man. home run's gonna I think that home run's gonna unleash something in him that we who haven't did, seen yet. Who did uh, when when O'Neill was making his predictions for who's gonna go yard that day? He said him and somebody else are getting their first home runs. Who was the other one? Andahar. Ooh, he was he was not he, right. He goes said one or the seven. other. That's a he very bold prediction. <laughs> no, I, I did like what he was saying. I mean, the Glaber thing made sense. Like, got to get it going. The Andujar thing also pretty kind of made sense too, but it was more of a, you know, take advantage of what you got here, Andujar. You gotta, you, you're up. Let's let's see if you can stay up, if you can like prove yourself and, and stay on the Yankees. And he goes 0 for 7, I think. That ain't it. I don't think that's going to get it going for him. Yep. Unfortunate though, because I think we were all rooting for him. We all we all wanted to see him do well. It sucks because even when he came up the first time in 2018, he was like one for his first 18, yep. and then he just turned it on. And then last year, I think it was last year. Last year too, he sucked, 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 and then they finally put him in, put him in, put him in, and they started catching fire and they sent him back down. I mean, it's clear yeah. that that's what he needs. I don't know why you're gonna. I think if you're gonna bring him up, you have to give him give him a real shot. You know. That's, yeah, I mean, I was seeing that on like the last episode, like you just mentioned, he like whenever he's come up in opportunities, he just has not done well whatsoever, and it sucks because they're giving him give, they're giving him the opportunities, but there's only so much they can give him without getting into other players' playing time. That obviously we need there more than him, so it's tough. And he already got sent down. Yeah, so that's the end of that. The Breaking person news. who actually is the best person ever is Mike King still is no earned runs. And on the no earned runs train, I think, no, I know. Stan, so he has no earned runs given up yet, and neither does Chapman. Chapman still has no earned runs because he had the runner on second that was unearned, which is a cool little caveat I didn't realize about because this, this new rule. So, you know. Runner on second, if that guy scores when you come in in the ninth, that doesn't count as an earned run. So Chapman's still perfect hmm. in terms of the run department, and so is Mike King. Mike King, finally, actually, we asked it before, like, what does he have to do to stay on this team? And I guess he's done it. Do you guys think he's staying on the team now? Is he up? Is like, Does he have a role on this team now, or has he just made it past yeah. this this round of cuts? I think he made it past this round. I I don't think he'll be there. I mean, there's no way he's going to be on there the rest of the season without another send down in my eyes. Over under. Because think about it too. You over under Britain one coming, and a half send downs for the rest of the year. Over. You got Britain coming back and Severino coming back in the next like mm-hmm. two months. So Why is he, he the guy I'm, that gets sent down though? I, can, I, I have not got the roster right now. The there's got to be somebody else that isn't. As valuable no, as he is, I'm gonna. I know there's one person that you would send down instead of him, Chandler. Me? Oh, I would cut him off the fucking face of the earth. Who's that? Um, Sessa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Regardless of how good he's doing, I know you'd send him down. So who else? Who else would you send down in place of Mike King? Mike Ford. Hasn't is he still oh on the team? Well, when yeah. Voight comes back up, didn't they? They didn't make no, the. Anduhar got sent down. Earlier. That's what Anduhar is for. That pissed me off. I would rather have Anduhar than Ford. Is that the Voight move? That, yeah. Supposedly, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so, who, pull up the active roster for me, bitch. Well, please, I'll, please, I'll do please, it with the please. please do it. You'll do Jeez. it because you want to, not because, yeah, whatever. All right. So, I, I'm just thinking there's there's got to be at least three people that 
I would rather Tyler send Wade. Down no, because I mean, I don't. Maybe even pitchers only. I think we should do this for because you know, it, it, all right, it's a completely different thing. You might not. You might need a pinch runner or a, a guy like a Swiss Army. All right, so I'm gonna say some, poten- like some potential names, not in any order. Luis Sessa. You have Justin Wilson. You have eh. Lucas Le- Lucas. You have Mike Ford, Tyler Wade. Um, Regardless, this is that's stu- pretty, this is that's stupid. Pretty I just it. don't want to see him get sent down. I'm going to take the over, but I'm upset about it, of one and a half send downs for the rest of the year. And I really think it should be zero. And I don't know what this guy has to do. I mean, until honestly, until he does bad, maybe keep him up. And then, you know, if he blows up and yeah. comes back to the Mike, Mike King that we have seen sometimes, like he's been bad sometimes. So, you know, until you do bad, keep him up type thing. But I'm going to take the under. Are we going to become Lucas Lickey fans here? That's I don't just, know. I'm indifferent. He, I don't really care. I he's been good, and they seem to go to him every fucking game. That's why I was. Yeah. You know, I don't I know. Do. Smart, I, I, I think I think that Mike Ford gets sent down soon because he's just been he's been horrendous. He's just been a liability. He, and they don't need him because they don't need him because now the voice can be back and DJ can play first too. So you have a backup first base and also. So what's the point of keeping him there for another lefty bat that may or may not come off the bench and strike? You out? don't need him, and so, I wanted to see. So then- what he could why do. do you send and why do you send Andahar down then if Ford's not going to be there for the long haul? I kind of get that though. He's only there for three games, and then you just, and then maybe maybe Mike Ford doesn't play tomorrow. We don't know that. Maybe he maybe he gets called up middle of a series or something. We just we just don't know. So maybe that's a way of Mike Ford playing one more game or a couple more games or something like that. I, I don't know what's going to go on. Maybe there's righty heavy pitcher. I don't know what his methodology is going to be. Other ways can be stupid, but. There might be a reason why he's not being called up yet. So Voigt is coming back tomorrow, they say, allegedly. So we don't believe anything the Yankees, anybody says until it happens. But that's that's the word on the street is that uh, the big boy, the boys will be bopping tomorrow. Yep. Uh, do we, one, we all believe that, yes. We think there's like a 99% chance he's actually getting called up tomorrow. And if so, where is he batting tomorrow, you think? fourth fourth yeah i mean i think he got you can't mix with or mess up the dj stanton one and two obviously stanton is the two hitter now on this team that's not changing and then i think they're not going to move judge so then i think Voigt just slots into the fourth right there and then you go from there okay we were talking about this last time the one two three best hitters in baseball that that combination I think our one, two, three, four, if that's the case, is absolutely the best in baseball. There's no question about it. I don't even need to hear the other ones because DJ, Stanton, Judge, obviously he's going to bounce back from this. He's not going to – whatever. Fuck his stats. Oh, for a lot. Oh, for a lot. He's, he's not going to be like this forever. We know that. And honestly, it's probably because Stanton's doing well and they're just, you know, they're the same person. So one – it's like – one doesn't do well when the other is doing bad. I don't know. It's just it's just the way it works. It's the way it works. I can't get the words out. But so like yeah, I'm not gonna make. An but with Voight in the four hole, I would love to see that. I don't think that'll happen honestly because I think it'll be the five hole because they they love to shove whoever in. Actually, that may not be true because Geo has been in the four hole honestly the most this season. I feel like and Glaber too and Glaber too. But they they like to usually do the O'Doors when he was when he was up at the Gardeners, the Hicks in that in that spot. But you know maybe they came around on that and finally they'll just throw the best hitter in the four hole. And I think Voit is the perfect fucking DJ Stanton Judge Voit. 
Glaber. I'll take that over anybody in the fucking league. And that's what we expected this team to be. And I think we're back. Boys are back. Boys are bopping. Yeah. Do you think I mean, Odor will have a spot on this team when he gets back from his injury? I do. I do. I think he's... Really? Gonna, who who goes down for him? Wade? Wade? Yeah, Wade's, Wade doesn't stand a chance. All right. Fair enough. I so Odor's got a little speed, too. Enough to, you know... And he's a plus fielder. I like in a pinch, be a, is he a plus fielder? Yeah, he's one gold glove. Has he? Yeah. Oh. Is that true? Um, I'm like 85% sure, uh, sure. What? No, he almost won a gold glove. He was a finalist. When? 2017. Damn, I was really hoping I got that one. He's got 80 grade Either fucking way. haymaker from the right side. Yeah, that's keeping him up. Exactly. And we're playing the Rays, and they play they play in our division. You need somebody that can throw haymakers. When's he coming back? Team. Odor? Yeah. I think he's coming back the day he's eligible. So ten days for March May fourteenth, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he stays up. I think Wade goes down because Wade's been a useless bag of nothing. Yep. Per usual. But I mean, he hurt past- us in spring training. I wonder if that haunts him at night. If he thinks what? about not only did we shit on him. And he commented on it on Instagram and then told us to wait for this year. But then he sucked ass and we still <laughs> shit talk him in spring training in person. Well, now it's just like we won. So not that I want any Yankee to be bad, but, you know, he's did we I, win? I, I, I'm, I'm I don't know. He, he's I would, I would have liked for- Wade to prove me wrong, but he's I mean, he didn't even have the chance to be on the field. He sucks. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Oh, ne- necessarily say we won. We're all sitting behind a computer talking about the Yankees at nine o'clock after a work day, and he's you know traveling with the team to Tampa. But we can go to Tampa. Our small battle, we won. <laughs> I would love to go to Tampa. I'll go to Tampa. Either way, so the walk-offs. A large part of this opportunity to even have these walk-offs is due to the extra inning rule. And I want to be honest. I'll step into my rounding third real quick. I'll just prematurely get into it because it kind of fits right now. So for those of you turning in, tuning in for the first time, rounding third, I guess we're going to get into it right now. Might as well. Go for it. Just because. And we'll hit the other topics after because it, it just kind of fit and I want to talk about it right now. Uh, I have a debate topic, a controversial topic that I have want to bring to the table i'm going to give my points and they're going to tell me if i'm safe or out and i personally you know all these walk-offs happened and i know this is gonna i'm gonna be out but and i don't necessarily believe this is 100 percent. you know my feelings i just when i was watching the games the extra inning games i just felt like it was a lot of fun i just felt like the extra inning rule with a runner on second I know it's not baseball. I know it's not necessarily, you know, I, I don't like changing the game. And I personally hated it for the longest time. And I still don't love it. But I have noticed that I've felt a little more engaged. Not that I wouldn't be in extra innings, but I think every second of extra innings is, you know, edge of my seat. You could l- win or lose right here. And it's been really exciting and a lot of fun. And I will say that. I don't, again, I, my point I don't think is that I th- love it, but it's definitely a lot of fun. And yeah. So, what do you, so what do you what's your guys' take been on extra innings rule? I know a lot of people hate hun- them, and I don't necessarily think I hate them. I, I don't love them or hate them, but I think that's exactly it. I don't hate them anymore. I think I've, no, you're I've 100% grown used to wrong. them. 
You're wrong. Okay. If you if the Yankees had lost that game, you would not be saying the same thing. It's exciting when you're the it's exciting when you're the home team and you get to bat last. But if you're the away team and you don't score, it's just like, well, fuck, this game's over. And then I'm I'm not even really engaged anymore because I'm just like, well, literally they don't even need a hit to win. It's like ground ball, ground ball, game over. And I'm just like, well, fuck. I just feel like it's yeah. grown on me a lot. And and obviously, yes, I agree with you. Since the Yankees have been winning and been taking advantage of it, yes, I've I've liked it a lot more. And if I had the choice to, you know, implement this going forward forever, I would say no. But I'm just saying the silver lining, a lot of people and I put the poll up there, ninety percent of people disagree with me. So the majority of people still don't like it. And I'm just and I, I could see why, but you know, to play devil's advocate, I have had a lot of fun watching them. I don't think I've ever heard another person be in favor. Like I've, I'm not saying that. I haven't either. I'm not exaggerating. I've never heard somebody be in favor of it. Other than Rob Manfred. And that's not good company to be in. I'm not, I'm, I'm not for it yet, but it has grown on me a little bit as well, but because of the excitement factor, but I don't know. I also feel like, I would like this might be a really bad take, but I feel like it also <laughs> great. Let's see. <laughs> I feel like I might enjoy it more if it was like true California rule where it's been on second one out. No, that's even worse. That's a worse. It's take. only exciting shutting because this podcast off right now. Literally, there's one exciting like scenario that comes and it just happened to be the one in recent memory. It's exciting when you get out of the top of an inning. And you start with a guy on second, nobody out. That's exciting because you're almost guaranteed a win. That I, and that's what we have in our most recent memory. Here, here's that's way I think if it didn't go down that way, we would be talking about today. Like, yeah, this rule's still dumb as fuck. Yeah, like, I mean, you're right, but I also I feel like it's it's only grown on me because of the frequency in which we've had had extra innings played. Like, if we if we had. We've had a bunch so far, I feel like. And I feel like if we didn't have that many extra inning games happen so far, then I would be completely against it like already. But because of we've had like three or four already, it's kind of especially in back-to-back games. I don't know, for I I I understand the reasoning behind it in scenarios like that. But again, if we're not having them as frequently as we have been, and it's once in a while, then I'm not, I don't really like the rule at all. You're just getting, See, used, you're getting like, very used to it. We're getting used. Yeah, to it. Exactly. I like the like 16 inning game. I always thought those were fun. Like you know, because I mean, obviously, it's even before this. I'd like to see a stat on it. I feel like games aren't going. It, how often is this really saving a game from going super long? Like I feel like teams don't routinely go seven eight innings without a run. So. And I kind of like the possibility of it. I used to love staying up and watching the 18-inning games regardless of who's playing. So I kind of miss having the opportunity for that because it sure as shit not going to happen with somebody starting on second. Yeah, that would would never happen with this rule. And one thing that I I did see uh, online and one thing that I think the MLB should consider, if they are going to implement this going forward for the rest of time, which I really hope they don't, I just was saying the silver lining. I felt like it was a little bit fun in the moment. But, you know, obviously if I had to choose – I'd rather go with the the eighteen inning game because those are ridiculous and those are you know, historic games and you know those are ones that go in the history books, not the one that you know it was over after one single. But one thing Brian Hoke and Lindsey Adler were, were talking about, I, I did notice that they were saying you know maybe implement the the rule after like the thirteenth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just like okay, 
you got three more chances. Now let's 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 keep it moving. Let's get it going a little bit. Move this thing along. That maybe I would consider as like a long term solution, and I think that would be okay. But I like know, that. That's kind of like college football okay over time. Yep. It's like college football over time. You know, after yeah. you score like two or three times, then you have to go for two. That or ho- I'm okay or with. hockey too with the shootout. It's you play it over time. If you don't, yeah. no one scores. You go to a shootout. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a hockey it. guy, but the shootout and the Mighty Ducks is electric. Yeah. I mean, shootouts are amazing. We're missing Murphy. Or Murph would be a yeah. good, good input to the hockey rules. But I'm just saying too, like I'm not all for changing the game, but there, it, it can change. Games do change, and a lot of all of the other major sports, for the most part, except for basketball, have you know a shootout esque thing, whether it be college football or something like that. And I don't know. It's just something to consider. So. What are your rounding thirds? Well, my mine was mostly it's something we talked about a lot, so I don't want to go into in too much detail. But I'm uh I'm officially supporting Higashioka as a starting catcher, one hundred and twenty five percent. I want him to be playing. I want him catching every game he can and. I want Gary to be a bench bat moving forward. He is just he has just been a disgrace to watch in my opinion and he hits a home run every you know 100 at bats and everyone says, "Oh, Gary's back. Gary's back. Gary haters go, you know, come out, go crawling into your hole or whatever." And then he goes oh, for the next 10,000 and and then we all forget about it. Then it's in the home run. And I'm just officially sick of it. And I was doing a little bit of crunching numbers. Wow! And Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. Wow! You you made Watch an Excel out. sheet. I made an Excel sheet quickly. Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway, I was last a hundred and so this is. I'm not counting his 2019 year because even though it was it was he was an all star, but towards the end of the year he was terrible. So I'm not even counting that terrible. That. What's that? I said I put an asterisk on an all-star season there. Yeah, and he was terrible towards the end of that season. So this is not even including that. He's hitting, he's hitting two hundred since then, and that's over a hundred and seventy-seven games. He's hitting two hundred. He's also just been in a below-average fielder. The statistics are beating a dead for himself. Horse, yeah. I know. I'm saying I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to talk about it too much. But I I'm just saying, you for like, making numbers. But. That's what I'm. I am officially. <laughs> We Done. get it. Yeah. Okay. And he's well, hitting 150 in the past two years. You're safe. We get it. I think Higgy, we've said this a million times before, that Higgy at least brings defense to the table. And he's an elite defender. So that's great. And that's all you need when you got boys who bop one through eight. Higgy, he can. And I'm not going to. I don't think we go against Higgy the second he starts hitting poorly, which he isn't playing very well right now. I think he's still. He's still, he's still doing better I think than he Gary. He still earns that spot because half his game is better than Gary's on the worst day of his life at the plate. So, but it's not even a defensive thing anymore. It's he's actually doing better offensively now. Officially, he's just likable. That's my big thing. He's likable. When I see Higgy out there like smiling and having fun, I'm like, okay, this guy could be hitting 500 or zero. I have no idea. When I see Gary out there, I'm just like, eh, fuck. All right, let's end this conversation. This I will. Is, I just want to my and I'm not talking about it ever again. Good. I'm glad. I don't know why okay. you brought it up. Because I feel okay, like so I, I ha- this was the last time I had to do it. Because I feel like Chandler, what's your rounding third? He had to. I I have two. And wow! I'm wow! Gonna, Came from none to two. I'm gonna let you guys pick between the That's two. Which one you want to talk about? Not how it works. Well, I don't. Make your own know. rules up now. I am making my own rules. Game, make up your own rules. 
Look, I don't know what how many it? times I can say. Um, one, Corey Kluber is going to be the comeback player of the year, and two, will earn himself a multi-year extension after this. Multi-year That's number extension. one. Number two, so I'll just sit I want, and ponder that. Go ahead. I want John Carlos Stanton to be my starting left fielder. Okay, which one do you want? To, I don't know what you you, you need to pick one. Here. You pick one. That's the whole point of this. Well, I know, but you know, you can't just throw whatever. multiple out there and just say, "Hey, which one do you think I'll be most safe on?" We'll go. Well, I would hope whatever. We'll go with Kluber. We can talk about both, but what do you have to say? Well, we about talk it? about we talk about Stanton all the time. Kluber doesn't get any level. We'll go with Kluber. Okay, so let's hear it. Kluber. I mean. Look at let me see what he just, turned in know. another quote. No, no, I mean, <laughs> you don't just make a, a statement. You have to, you have to back it up. I mean, he turned in another good start the other day. He's down. His ERA is hovering around three, and that's marred with like two really bad starts. He's starting to go deeper into games. He looks sharp. He's throwing strikes. His velocity isn't great, but it's staying consistent. And I mean, he looks like he, he looks like he's refigured out how to pitch after not taking him out in two years. It was exactly what we were talking about going through the beginning where it doesn't look like he's bad. He was just off and shaking the rust off. To me, it looks like he shook the rust off. And I think what we're seeing right now is a an actual consistent performance that we can expect. I, I don't think – I think you're totally out on the comeback player of the year because – Oh, just off the top of my head, Otani would absolutely win that if he continues to play like this because he's been doc injury prone and he's currently lighting or, league on fire. Or he Trey could Mancini. easily get hurt. Trey Mancini definitely beat cancer. I mean, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, you're not totally wrong. I, I misspoke. You're not totally wrong because he could totally be up there in it. But I think if Otani keeps playing like this, he's definitely going to be the comeback player of the year. What you said about the extension, I do think he's already playing himself into that. And by that, I mean, you know, multi-year. Like oh, Tommy played deal. 44 games last year out of 60. Yeah, but what 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 is like the prerequisite for a, a comeback player of the yeah, year? Yeah, I don't think Otani qualifies for that. Really? No, yeah, I, 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 I think, like think you totally have to does. play. You, you can't you play at all the year before? No, you can. I mean, he played like 90% of the games or oh, 80% of the games. Otani played? Yeah, fact check, man. All of it last yeah, year? Yeah, he played 44 out of 60. Oh, but he 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 spent twenty nineteen basically not playing, right? Yeah, he had Tommy John in twenty like beginning of twenty. Didn't he still hit that year? This isn't an Otani podcast. It. Fuck it. Exactly. Uh, the award I hate is Otani. the award is credited to a player who was once a star had to come back from either an injury or ineffectiveness to reclaim his status. Okay, Otani so was take never that with whatever you want. Kluber could all right. So Kluber could be there. I agree. I, maybe you're safe. You're half safe on that. I do think he can get a uh, contract extension with the Yankees, and I hope he does because this is a player that we expected him to be. I don't think he'll get it until the end of the year because why would you do that mid-year when you haven't proven that you could stay healthy for a full year? But if he does stay healthy for the year, I absolutely want. I would like if this is day one of the off season and he stayed healthy the whole year. And I, I think that's the thing. If he stays healthy the whole year. He's going to pitch like this. This is who Corey Kluber is. He's not going to forget how to pitch, and that's what we talked about you know, coming into this season when we signed him. So if he does stay healthy for the whole year, I fully anticipate myself to go crazy if they don't re-sign him for like a two-year deal because that's that's all he has to prove, to be honest. he's We know he'll pitch well, like I said. He's got to prove health, and if October you know, 25th, he 
doesn't have Tommy John or something like that, he should get a two-year contract, no doubt. How old is he? I think he's 36. 30. I had this up. I literally just closed it. I think he's like, I think he's, he's 35. He's 35. Damn it. I was going to say 34. Yeah. I'd say two years. No more than two years. Yeah, though. I was going to say two I don't years, want him so. pitching into his almost 40s. Yeah. I mean, fuck, we gave Hap, what, three or four years when he was out. in his mid-30s? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but Hap's I'm not. Saying if you, Jay, it's, Hap's not fucking Kluber. I understand that. I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to call you safe I'm on both. This, I'm using this in favor of our argument. I'm yeah. saying, I mean, we gave him that, so it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that you give a guy this old a contract like that, especially when he has the track record and he's doing well. How old was Hap at the end of his uh, – well, Last I year. don't know. I, I hope he gets sent Who to cares? India and is in a bottle of Elmer's by 2022. Speaking of pitchers, um, before we, I guess, for the others rounding third, for Stanton, I mean, everybody, I, I don't think it's even relatively, I don't even think it's thought about anymore. I think that's I, so I think, far on the conversation. I think he's doing so well in the DH spot that I I was a big supporter of like put him out in left field he's been an everyday left fielder for you know his entire marlins career and he's great he's a plus defender at the very least even if he's a little bit injured he can still move around he's a he's an athlete look at the guy with the shirt off him he's just totally an athlete and i i do think that since he's playing so well right now and he's he's stayed healthy knock on wood for the most part right now i don't think they even are even giving it this a second thought to yeah. put him in the outfield it's working too well right now He's tearing it up in the two hole, and I, like I said, I wanted him to, to play the field. I don't even want to see him touch the field. Right I now. just think there's so many questions in left field right now. No, we have zero production out of left field. That still holds true. All right, Chandler, it's hold true. Clint with the diving I'm just, catches Chandler, though. Who, who, if, 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 if he goes out and plays left field, then who's going to DH? Then you have that's multiple options. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but I'm saying there. there's no, there's no, there's no bat curling in the lineup that's like. We're dying to get out there because they they're just red hot. And we need a place to put them. That's not that's not happening. You and, were on my side like two days ago for this. Yeah, like the, I would I wouldn't mind seeing. Right, I made I shot. made a very very bold prediction that Andujar would be lights out, go seven for seven, and then they would have to put him in the lineup somewhere. Over. Yeah, not zero for seven, and then I didn't think you know who, who cares. Shut the up. argument we've always <laughs> had about this that I've supported is that him not clogging up the DH spot would give us the flexibility. It may not necessarily be one guy that we're saying this guy has to be the DH, but it gives us the opportunity to you know give Gary a DH day, give Voigt a DH day, move DJ right, to right, first, right. give Judge a DH day, so he doesn't have to do an off day. Give anybody a DH day, even Clint sometimes. Why not? It's just like anybody who does it's. Instead of giving a guy a day off, you give him a DH day. Can't really do that with Stanton because he's the everyday DH, but since he's been playing so well and it's so far not been any injuries, I don't, yeah, I don't even like, want to see him out of that, that batter's yeah, box. He's like finally figured out how to be a DH, so we can't fuck with that anymore. It is what it is at this point. That's So you're so totally out on that. Eh, whatever. I, I wish you were safe. It. I wish you were safe. I wouldn't I, hate it. It just gives you so much more lineup flexibility. I know. Like we, we have one through not with two through nine are all the same exact hitter. Basically. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so, disagreeing with the. With, I wouldn't. Like, the, I wouldn't mind getting a new, you know, a rotating door even of DHs and if and I think I think it would do Stanton well. But I, it's neither yeah, here nor there. I don't think it. <laughs> I do think it would. I think he would stay healthier that way. 
That's a very like, that's a very bold prediction. <laughs> I mean, we'll think about it right now. And and all of, out. Yeah. All, I don't either, but right now all of his injury issues the last couple of years have been pulled muscles and shit from sitting on the bench and then trying to sprint after being cold for three innings. Hey, listen, I've been there. Like I mentioned my softball career all the time. Last, Dude, I last week, a hammy. Last week I was sitting down and then I, I get on first base. Obviously, naturally I got a single up the middle because I slap him around like the Kansas City Royals when they won the World Series. A single and slow pitch softball is not something to brag about. Well, They're no, I slapped guy. it up the middle. I aim for singles. I got the pop, but I don't do it all the time because I don't need to. I just show that I get on base. But when I got on base, I got to first. Somebody else hit me, hit, like hit me over, and I sprinted, start, stop, hundred percent from first to third. And I totally pulled both of my quads. So I will say, not having a lot of activity and then just going zero to a hundred will definitely get you hurt. So there is that argument to it, but I don't think there's a world where we're ever going to find out about this because I think he's, he's going to be the DH forever. And that's going to be that it's just, it's working right now. And I don't even think if it, if it's, if he started to play badly, I don't think that makes it any more likely to be in the field. Like I, I just don't, if he's the only time he would ever go into the outfield, even remotely would be when he's playing well, not when he's playing bad and I still don't see a world where that happens now. Like, if he's playing poorly, we're not talking about him going to the field either. It's just this is the scenario where we would be like, okay, maybe we do it, and I still don't even see any chance of it. Side note, is it time to praise Boone? Because I think this, all of this started, his little recent tear came on the heels of his benching because he was playing fucking abysmal, and then we benched him, and all this kind of started happening. Did Boone actually make a benching no. that made sense? No. And Boone didn't make that decision. We, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I was trying to be positive. We're winning games. Yeah. I, we're, who's not positive here? You were. You just shut me down. I thought he was. I was shut trying you to praise down. the guy. Yeah. Not the Yankees. I love the They walked off two games. They stole one from Scherzer. I was trying to give Boone some praise for once. All we do is shit on him. I want no, to give him a little. There's too many different know, decisions that I disagree with to give him praise right now. I haven't seen enough. I haven't seen I haven't seen a lot that I've totally disagreed with. So I'll give him that, that praise. I, I haven't been sitting in my chair like, oh, my God, why would you do that in a long time? So I will give him praise, I guess. That's good for him, I guess. I've had those moments. I just didn't write them down. But good. well, <laughs> they're as good as gone at that point now. So one thing I did want to bring up, I mentioned it a little bit about uh, was it game two that Scherzer pitched? Yeah. yeah. So Scherzer was absolutely dealing, and he's been dealing this season. I, 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 w- I was the entire time I was watching that, I was just thinking to myself, he is totally, 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 totally the person I want them to get a trade deadline deal, and he he makes so much sense to be dealt at the deadline because the nationals are in last place. You know, they're a team who have definitely a good offense, not really the best pitchers outside Corbin's pitching horribly, which is why I anticipated us to absolutely go off against him. But that was the game that we kind of, it was good until the end and then we just blew it up. So it was good until it wasn't, but you know, I I think they have a a lot of good players, but I think they're going to continue to lose and they're in a tough division. I think they totally could be sellers and the people who get sold at the deadline are the older people. So, you know, Scherzer, I think he's in his last year of his contract. Does anybody know for sure if he is? I got you. Keep talking. I'll look it up. I think he's in the last year of his contract. And those are the exact prototypes for people that would be dealt at the deadline. And, you know, he's obviously still got it. And if we – I don't think we'd have to give up much. I think we the, – the trades that we always talk about, we've been itching ourselves to get rid of – 
you know, Estevan Florial because he has not really a place in the in the future of the Yankees and he could be great somewhere else. It's just that, you know, we don't I I haven't seen a trade in the last ever that was giving up an astronomical amount for a player at the deadline. They've always been relatively small the Yankees, deals. though? I don't think we don't have any negative ties to the Nationals. I think it's just that would make so much sense. I don't – would you be vastly upset if we got rid of Esteban I'll, Florio and a few no, other prospects? of course not. Even if they're highly ranked prospects that aren't named Jason Dominguez, I'd give it up for fucking Max Scherzer because Max Scherzer, if you have a playoff rotation, because then we don't even have to force – Severino to be in the rotation we could use him as that long reliever guy or whatever the fuck he wants to be and just make him comfortable off his injury whatever it gives us the flexibility for that because Scherzer wants to rip somebody's fucking nuts off when he's on the table he looks at them and says you're mine motherfucker and that's the guy I want a big game and if he's our fucking two or three in a fucking playoff series now you go into a playoff series if it's the ALDS a five game series you got three pitchers and it's more than likely going to be Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, Corey Kluber. And then you got everybody else under the sun to come out of the bullpen, along with a very good bullpen. So, obviously, Britain will be back by then, too. And it's just a level up beyond belief. It's just crazy. Uh, an already good He's pitching 20, staff this year. What? Through 2022, by the way. So, we would have him for next year, too. Okay. so But that doesn't make him any less likely, in my opinion. To no, be, that makes to be him dealt. more attractive. That makes him more attractive for us. A little bit less less sellable for the Nationals, but if the Nationals are they can get a bigger haul for that because they'll have a second year too. You know what I mean? So they're not just getting a half year; they're getting one and a half years, which is also like that's such a such a sale opportunity. They will get a little bit in return, but I don't think there's a price tag that I would say no to to get Max Scherzer on the team. Max Scherzer is so fucking good, and it's just dude. Then, then you here's what you're doing with the Yankees now. You've got three people, those three names that I mentioned, those are three guys who can fucking do it in the big game, and we haven't had that in a while. We've been throwing early, young guys out there who just, you know, let's see if they can do it in the playoffs. Let's see if Debbie can do it, albeit one inning in the switcheroo with J-Hap. But, like, J-Hap, he can't fucking do it in the playoffs. You're getting known, dominant, I'm going to fucking strike you out, and you're not going to stand a chance type pitchers. And if that's the case, those are guys that I will wake up on game two and game three of the playoffs and be like, we could win today against a team like the Dodgers, against a team, you know, like the Padres, like all these other good teams. I will be able to wake up and be like, we I, I actually confident, not just Yankee bias, that we could win that game. And that's why I'm so hyped about this. And I truly don't believe it'll be a high price tag. And I think the Nats will continue to suck and he'll be available. I, that's my TED talk. Yeah. I I agree with the fact that there are very few people I would not give away for Max Scherzer because, I mean, for obvious reasons, but for the main reason being that I've talked about it a lot, and we've talked about it a lot, that it, we, I want to build a team that's going to win this year, and if we can get a team that's going to win this year, I would give up pretty much anybody. If we can win, if we can win a World Series this year, this World get guaranteed too. Yeah, if we win, <laughs> if we win and it counts, I would give up pretty much anybody. Well, what pisses me off? Why would you not? Like we have so many long-term players. I, I mean, for the most part, like giving up a little bit, and we're the fucking Yankees. When have we ever rebuilt from nothing? 
We've had the, I think it's like the second longest streak in MLB history of years above 500. What are you so hesitant about to trade prospects and players for? Like this, it's not like we're going to give people away, compete for one year, and then be the Cubs and just vanish off into the distance. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no like building excuse anymore. It's like we've, we've already had expectations to win World Series already, and we haven't done it for the, the issues are staring us in the face. So it's a very easy solution when you're the Yankees and you have the assets to go out there and make a trade for. I give up a good package for him. Would you trade Judge? No, that's not. That's <laughs> the, but they wouldn't even want that. They're rebuilding, not rebuilding, but they like they would want younger, like high ranked prospects, like like Austin Wells. Uh, Austin Wells, I would give up. Austin Wells, Florial, and like a couple other prospects. I'd give up a good package to be honest, because look what you're getting. And yeah, but it's on the table. But Brandon Lockridge, yeah, Brandon (laughs) Lockridge is friend of the pod. We cannot get rid of him. But I also want to challenge him to a race. Still, he's apparently got like what what was his speed ranking in the process? I think he's a a seventy-five out of eighty. That's ridiculous. I would still smoke him. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, get the hammies loose. You play softball. I'll just leave (laughs) it. Watch out. He plays. He plays pussy ass baseball. It'd be fine. Loser. But uh. No, I, I really don't think there's a price tag. I, well, the price well, tag will be high because, you know, here's another thing, too, because there will be other teams bidding for him. Max yeah, Scherzer, we're not going to be the only ones asking for Max Scherzer at the deadline. It's going to be a high price tag. And I guess you could say, because we're the Yankees, too, we're going to get a higher price tag on top of that. And I still don't think there's a price tag I wouldn't pay because they're not going to ask for Judge. They're not going to ask for Glaber. And if they do, we hang up the phone. But, dude, Max Scherzer... For a year and a half, like we're talking about this window to win a World Series. Let's go ahead and do the damn thing. Look at the Dodgers; they don't care about money. We have just as much money as they do, and they're making moves. They get Mookie Betts, and then they said, "No, fuck it, we're not done yet." They trade for Mookie Betts at the deadline, and then they go ahead and they fucking sign Trevor Bauer because they want to win the damn thing after they already did it in a series that, yep, doesn't really count. I don't it count counts. it. Would have counted if the Yankees won it, but it's just. They're going and doing the damn thing, and we're playing in the same league as them. We're in the MLB, is what I mean. Obviously not in the NLAL, but you're in the same league as them. you got to go through them to win it. you got to win against them. And if a other team, another giant in – it doesn't matter if they're playing bad right now. We were playing bad before, and now we're playing good. It's just like they're going to be there. I don't want to just – rely on another team knocking them out and we don't have to worry about them getting to the world series and then when we do inevitably if we make it to the world series they're probably going to be there then we lose like i don't want to dude my, if, if we make it all the way to the world series for the first time in a decade are you confident we could beat the dodgers as it sits right now fuck you know absolutely not. Not. Abs- i'm not a, i'm not confident that we could win the american league i'm just saying if I we just- got there and we'd have the team as it sits right now. You're not confident. We'd, be, um, we, no, we'd have well, to steal that a, series. We'd have to steal. This it. is a larger issue. And honestly, pitching isn't even the problem right now. Like, but if it was overpowered, have, that would be... Yeah, that, that, that That puts us over the top. And that... Because their pitching is overpowered, too. We need that. I know, but we need something more. Like, I... This is a whole other can of worms we don't have to talk about right now because we've been already been going for a while. But this team needs... We need to make an actual deadline deal this year, not for fucking Matt Harvey. Like, we need something real because we're legitimately a piece or two away, and one of those pieces could be Max Scherzer. But the hitting has something has to change. I mean, we're doing well, but we're scraping by 
bad teams. Like you beat the Nationals 4-3, 3-2, both walk-offs. Awesome winning. We're finding out how to win games instead of lose them now, and it's a good formula. But like you said, do you really feel confident that even with Scherzer that we could beat the Dodgers in a World Series? No, I don't feel confident beating the Rays next. We we, we ha- having another dominant pitcher pitcher like that just it, it really does put you over the top, especially in a playoff series when you only really need three pitchers. It's just relieving. Like that that's that is so I had to say I would have the same amount of confidence as Garrett Cole pitching every day. And then we don't have to force guys who haven't, like I said, haven't done it at all in the regular season, let alone the playoffs. You know, as much as we we like Jameson Tyone, what do we know about him in the playoffs? Not much. You know, if we get Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer eats up the innings. And what does the Yankees not do? They don't eat up innings. So what does Max Scherzer do? Does that for us now. Garrett Cole is going to eat up innings. He's going to pitch until his fucking arm falls off, until somebody pulls him out of the game or has to sedate him to pull him off off the field. Max Scherzer is the exact same way. He's exactly what what was it? Roger Clemens pointed at Joe Torre. It was like you get you go fucking sit back down in the dugout yeah, when you try to pull him out. Down. You sit the fuck down. Was that Roger Clemens? I think it was Pettit. No, Mike no, Messina. It was Pettit. No, it was it was Messina. It was Messina. He said you sit the fuck down. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. So you're right. that Mussina. is exactly what Scherzer is. Oops. That is exactly what Cole is and. Kluber won't say sit the fuck down, but Kluber will be locked the fuck in. He's a, he's a big, big big game pitcher, again, not against the Yankees, because we had his number in that 2017 playoff game. That's but different. We had Didi. That's way Didi, different. Didi won't be Best even, player in baseball. Yeah. What do you want? Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I'm just saying, if you got three fucking horses like that, then that just puts all of the pressure off another. Because you then they pass the baton. They do their thing. And he, the the biggest part about the playoffs, too, we've seen a few playoff games in our life. How often do even pitchers that are horses go the full nine? They don't because the pitch counts are higher. They just everybody works more counts. They see more pitches. Everything's a full count, it seems. Everybody fouls pitches off. Just a pitcher that usually goes seven will go five. And a pitcher who goes nine will probably go six. Or, it's, it's just a lot more stress innings. So... You need guys who are able to eat up innings and pitch on short rests and all that stuff. And the more the merrier, honestly, with this this pitching staff. And, you know, this decision might be made for us because we might have an injury at that time. So that throws another, you know, wrench into this whole decision because it may not even be, you know, a luxury. It may not be, oh, let's get more pitching depth so we can give less uh, stress to the the guys who aren't necessarily proven like Tyone and other people, it may be literally you either get him or we are just throwing in the towel this year. Cause we don't have it. Then we kind then of it, a neat thing. Uh, Severino's throwing to live hitters next week. That's some positive news on the pitching front. That might be your trade deadline acquisition, but no, actually side. I know I was mocking it, but this is actually, this is actually a good thing. I mean, he's he'll be, it looks like he'll be back in the middle of the summer, actually barring a setback knock on wood, but you know that that's something good, and if he comes back even a shell of himself, I mean that's it. Just plays into what you're saying of our stable of guys that throw 98 in the bullpen, you know. Or if he comes out in the f- game four of a long series and gives you four or five innings, I I trust that pitching staff a lot more with a guy like Scherzer to have a guy that can a, a Severino that goes in a short start after that. If we have another long guy, because when you get this guy, 
this Max Scherzer character. You get Sevy back too. Then these innings where it just seems like, you know, when when Loisgus wasn't really good, he seemed to be the one who was pitching the most, you know, in, in the Astros series in 2017, 2019, all that. Sessa seems to get a ton of innings in there. When you do that, when you get Max Scherzer and get more pitching up front that can go longer innings, you might not even see guys like Luis Sessa in 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 the game because then that pushes Tyone back there. That pushes, like you said, Severino back there. That pushes all of the starters, Montgomery back there. We have so many more. Mike King, there's so many more names that we can just plug and play and we may not have to see a bad pitcher, you know? And yep. then you pass it to the good, the, the good arms in the bullpen, albeit if they're healthy. You know, Chapman, who's an absolute house, uh, Britton, Chad Green. I, I, I think we have enough. I think we're literally a pitcher away from me being through the roof confident that we're going to win the World Series. Right now, I, I'm, I, I still think there's definitely a chance, but I think, you know, it seems like we've been saying, you know, we the, the door's been humble, the window's been open to win a World Series, but we haven't smashed through it and said, hey, we're the favorites this year. It's never been that, you know? Yep. It's been, it's been that way. We thought we've been the favorites since we've acquired Stanton, and we just it's clearly not enough. So we need to do that one more time, and I think getting Max Scherzer is the, the perfect fucking thing. I could see it in the fucking World Series tape right now. Max Scherzer or just an elite, another elite arm. Like I want to. No, I want Max Scherzer. I do. I do too. I'm I haven't so, even I'm looked trying at to be the other potential people. I think Max Scherzer. Is I can't guy. even think of another person. Like Castillo sucked ass. Hendricks has sucked ass. Those were the two. See, big all those guys are such toss the ups. Season. They're all toss ups. Well, they were rocks, but I mean, maybe not Castillo as much as Hendricks. Hendricks won a Cy Young. These guys were damn good coming into the season. I just don't know who is a realistic target that I would want other than Scherzer at this current moment. Like Sonny Gray? No, obviously no. Not. Get that fucking name out of my ear. No, I know. I'm just looking at the teams who are in last. I know it's early, but the teams that would potentially be sellers would have good arms on their team. I don't think. DeGrom. (laughs) (laughs) You you, you just went to the IL. That's tough. I know. Oh, how about this guy from the Diamondbacks? Zach Gallen or whatever. Yeah, but like he's, he's pitching well, but, you know, he's not Max Scherzer. Oh, I know, but I'm saying realistic target that Cashman go for it because you know that the second they try and get any like top twenty prospect that sure or not sure that Cashman's gonna hang up the phone and be like, no, we need those guys to stack our Triple A team next year. So maybe maybe I don't know. This maybe is way Indian off topic. Pitcher. Maybe an Indian pitcher. Kind of thinking. I, like, I wouldn't I, mind Pleasak and Pinstripe. Pleasak could, uh, yeah, but even see these guys don't do it for me. Like you know, what I'm saying, smash that button. Say like, hey, we're fucking, we're here to win this thing. We show up and we, we play. We'll play for the field. Like they, we got it. This is like we're gonna win. I I will take that to my grave. If Max Scherzer is in Pinstripes, he is who I fucking want, dude. That's enough talking about Max Scherzer. I I just really fucking hope that happens, but. I guess he did. He did. He did that all for me in just one one outing. In the it was it totally wasn't one outing, but he fucking did it in the Bronx. So it's been like ten years of outings, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I did expect us to bop a little more. I said it before about against Corbin. Corbin stinks this year. That's I mean, what I'm trying to tell you. That's actually a big thing. Like our hitting is still not amazing. Like it's doing better, but we're not lighting up the scoreboard. Like the, like the way that this lineup's constructed should be doing. 
and that is concerning to me. The pitching is good, and the pitching has been great, but how long can you rely on them to give up two, three runs again? That's exactly my point, though. I think I'm not worried about the hitting long term. I think they'll come. I think the 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 like value of the hitting will come around. Like they are truly better than this. I I think the pitching will obviously come down to earth a little bit more and that you won't even feel that come down to earth moment. If you fucking re up and get an extra pitcher, you won't, you won't ever feel that come down to earth moment. That's why I'm saying, you know, well, will the hitting come back though? That's I mean, we're going on almost 40 games this year. And then the last 30 or so games last year that it's been like this. That's what I'm saying. This is a bigger concern for me at the deadline than pitching. Yeah, dude. Cause we're going, we're coming back. Glaber looks we're good. On, Stanton is hitting like well. 70. Judge will be back. Dude, I'm not worried about DJ. Will play better than this. He's not looking his best DJ self. You know, all of these guys are going to play well. Clint will hopefully play better than a useless Hicks is human finally being. hitting the ball. Or I'm not worried about the offense. I'm not worried. We've about said the that offense. since the middle of 2020. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not. I'm not saying for sure they're doomed. I'm just playing devil's advocate, as you like to say. We've been saying it since the middle of 2020, and the offense still hasn't fully turned it around to what they're capable of. Yeah, but of. I, I'd I rather... I think that is a bigger need at the deadline as disagree. it sits today, May 10th. Disagree highly. I'll have to look into the people who are potentially going to be available at the deadline. I don't think there's a... Because he has to... You, for a deadline person, obviously, this is this is so early to be talking about this, but it's just... It, we saw Scherzer this weekend, so we wanted to break it down a little bit, but... You know, he just fits the bill for everything, and you got to be like old. You got to be with a year. And, there, there's and actually left in your contract. It's perfect. It's but perfect. like, but listen, there's only really one position that I can see someone coming in and being a huge left field, left like left fielder or an outfielder. Really, like you're not going to take Gio out. You're not taking Labor out. You're not taking DJ out. You're not taking Voight out. You're not taking Judge out. You're not taking Higgy out or Gary whatever. You're not taking Hicks out for most of the time. That leaves literally one position in. If, Clint hits, then that also crosses that position off too. One guy I really want, if we're just just to put a cherry on top of this conversation about uh, deadline acquisitions. I know exactly. Can I guess who you're going to say? Yeah, but I just this, this was too much conversation for deadline deals. So we're going to end this after this and not talk about it till it's closer is to it, the time. But is it Trey a, Turner? Uh, that wasn't who I was thinking of, but absolutely would love that. I don't think they'd ever give get rid of him. He's too young. He's I too controllable. He's too I don't either, but you too. gave me like a nice like 36-minute breakdown of it the other night, and I was all for it. So. Dude, I, oh, I, I did I did hear about that. I must have been drunk, but I totally agree with my drunk <laughs> self. I, dude, if, I would, if, if, if we're getting Trey Turner at the deadline, and they're, if the Nationals are truly sucking, and we, he's available, which I don't think he would be. He's too young and too good, and he's a shortstop. It's a very good position to, to build around uh i would give up glaber torres for him no doubt about absolutely. it absolutely there's like, not a question about that and the and the same prospects i would give for scherzer but i don't think that's the case the guy who i was thinking of you want to guess for me fits the bill trevor for, story fits the bill uh trevor story actually is an interesting one too that see that's a different one that we that you would be you you should have been you should have brought up before trevor story who was talking about? You wanted the offense. You were worried about the offense. So yeah. Trevor's story is interesting. The Rockies are going to suck. He will definitely be available. He's like the he's like the most talked about trade piece. Yeah, right. Currently, yeah. 
So I, I'd, I'd be for that too. I'd be for both. We're not going to get both. I at least want one of those guys. <laughs> who, who, who are you yeah. thinking? Of? I would like nine shortstops, please. I, I would <laughs> all the shortstops, please. I would like Whit Merrifield. I just love everything no. about that guy. I love him. I love yeah, him. I know. But... He plays every position. He's a, he's a Tyler Wade who can actually fucking hit. Yeah, but the Royals are actually yeah, the Royals. Are still yeah, the Royals. Really I don't think the Royals are going to. Oh, be just kidding. Though. They're under five hundred again. Yeah, they're not. Oops, they were good for a minute. Again. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be good. I think they played hot. But I mean, the first se- first month of the season in twenty nineteen, the Seattle Mariners were the best team in baseball. Remember that year they opened up in in the Japan series, and Ichiro was on the team for a minute, and then yeah. whoever that was hit had the most home runs in baseball for a little bit. I think they're yeah. outfielder. No, it's 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 one month in baseball. We were the worst team in baseball. The Dodgers are on the worst streak since fucking. I think I saw some wild stat since the 80s or something i don't know what it was but the good teams will be good the bad teams will be bad that's just the pirates will always suck and they'll never be good and the rockies too so that'll do it for me actually one one last thing before we sign off here speaking of good and bad teams do we think this the red Sox are are legit or we think they're fools gold they're fools gold i think they'll be a wild i think they'll be a wild card team i don't think they're gonna win the east but i think i think they could sneak into a wild card spot I would agree with that. I mean, now yeah. you agree with it? They're not the best team in the base. One division. He barely even yeah. tried to convince you, and you still turned it around. No problem. Well, he mentioned the wild card spot, and I think that could be an option. Forget that existed? Well, no. He just reminded me that that's an option. It's an option. Then, yeah. I think, I think they're pretty good. I think their pitching was the thing that was worrisome for them, and I still think it's definitely worrisome. I think it'll come back down to earth like... I envision a little bit our pitching staff to come down, but theirs was supposed to be like the worst in baseball. And I'm not looking at the the, the ranks, but I, they aren't really. They're not playing bad, and the, the offense was always good. The offense is always going to be really good, and it is playing really well. Um, I, I think they're good. I think they're honestly, I they could definitely be a wild card team. I think honestly, I like them throughout the rest of the year. More than I do the Rays, more than I do the Jays. So, I, I think the first series against them comes in June. Yep, at home. I'm happy when they're good, dude. I hate when they're fucking bad. It's it's not fun. Here, I'll make it the. I'll declare it right now. I will come to that first Red Sox series, and there you go. I'm making it up to you. That is my olive branch. He's acting like we want. Uh, yeah. We want. That. Yeah, I feel like, we're like that's gonna, God's gift to the earth. We're going to go without him. We're not worried about no, tickets. We're not going to tell Sorry. you. That's fair. <laughs> I'm sad. No, I'd love to. But uh, I, I think uh, baseball is just more fun when they're good. I, and the conversations have been coming up on Twitter and stuff about uh, about like, who are you? This conversation always comes up. And it's like, who are you? Who do you hate more? The Red Sox, the Rays, the Astros, or whatever. And I don't think it's it's the Red Sox. Obviously, I think it's definitely the Astros and and the Rays are right there with them. I think I think regardless of hating a team, that's different than just it being more fun. Like baseball is so much fun when the Red Sox are good. I love that that competitive rivalry, not the hate rivalry. We don't have cuz even when the Red Sox were good in the in 2018, we didn't hate them. Like there are not many there's hateable no, yeah, there's players. There's no hate between I us liked anymore. Mookie Betts. He was a fun he was very fun to watch. I think 
I'll, Nobody really. Devers. I, I Devers love Devers. Devers. Devers is so cute. <laughs> Rafi big looks like a little turtle. Yeah, it's yeah. just there's nothing to hate about them. Uh, but it's it's definitely exciting when the it, rivalry it's changed. Hot. It's changed from hate to Could just competition. competition. Yeah. Wow. How about that? It, no, it has though. It def that's an obvious feeling, and that's probably why we. It's not like A Rod and Poppy like going at it and yeah. stuff like that. No. Pedro Martinez. That was hate. That was hate. Like we have with the Rays and the Rays. And honestly, that hasn't been much competition in the last two years. They've been kicking, our, kicking ass. our ass. It's yeah. not fun. It's more fun when you know we're going back and forth. You know the at the, you know I don't I don't need to explain this, but I'm excited for them to be good again. I thought it was going to be a couple of years of them being shitty, and I'm I'm glad that they aren't. Who who's stopping them from being buyers? The Rays? No, the the Red Sox. Why not oh. go for it? <laughs> Up. Well, they they're, gotta see what up, happens. They're down four to one against the Orioles, so never mind. <laughs> this season's over again. They were right. in my uh, they were in my parlay today. I'm sad. Were they? Your greasy they parlays were. have not been hitting it. So we will uh, turn it to Damon. Talked with the Action Network guys. Uh, if you haven't realized, we have uh, paired up with Action Network, and they are. If you haven't heard of them, they are a, uh, a gambling. It's like a bet tracking app where you. We, I've been using it for a while. Chandler's been using it for a while. Chandler has premium, so he can make parlays and stuff like that. But we've been using it since college, and it's just a fun way to track how big of a degenerate you are. And <laughs> you can, it, but it's fun because you can track exactly what you're doing well and what you're not doing well. Like I was betting on MLB, and I found out that I'm a horrible MLB better because it's impossible to bet on. And I found out that I'm a good NFL better, and I don't know shit about basketball. So that's just how. And don't even talk to me about hockey. But sometimes Russian, cool. Russian, Russian hockey or cricket or some shit like that. You could track yeah. that on there too. But it's fun because you can actually see what you're good at, and you track your units, what you're positive, and your record, and everything. And you and you can follow us at uh, I'm at 161 Luke 161 Bing. 161 Murph and 161 Damon. So whenever we place picks in the morning, you guys can get the notification that says what picks we make. You can ride them. You might not want to because we're not been really the best gamblers. Yeah, I'm on, but it's seven, fun. I'm on a seven day losing streak, but you know, it's coming. Yeah, I'm it's cool. coming. I'm feeling well, it. Well, it's cool too. It. Just a quick little thing. Uh, you can track what the pros do too. You can track how the money moves and all that shit. So what's oh, going the sharp on there? Money? The- yeah, you can sharp sh- uh, track sharp and square money and all that and all What's that square money? jazz. Like you and me, we're squares, and then sharps <laughs> are the pro betters. Yeah, no, it's a lot so. of fun. It definitely helps too if you're gambling a lot like we are. You, you yeah. it's easy to to know when you need to call it a quits and, and know when it, you're hot and it's fun. There's little emojis that says they're hot or cold. So yeah, but we'll be it's we'll cool. be having some uh, more knowledgeable. MLB betters coming on every Monday. So tune in for either put them in the middle episode or end of the episode. Um, right now, they're going to be talking to me right now. So let's do it. Bye. All right. So we're going to move on a little bit. And as we mentioned in the last podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit more about betting. And, you know, if you've been following us on the Action Network, you can probably tell so far that we're not doing the best. But maybe besides Chandler, because he's been doing the, his uh, his parlays. But for the most part, the boys are not hot, as you you could say. So to help us out a little bit, um, we're going to bring in some some guys who know a little bit more about betting. Um, they work for the Action Network, and they are some MLB betting experts, as some might say. So we're going to bring them in, 
and they're going to be coming on and joining us in the podcast um, pretty much every week now on, on Thursdays. So that's going to be exciting. So if you're into betting, please stick around and kind of uh, hear what these guys have to say. So introducing BJ and Colin. How's it going, guys? Hey, good. good you Great. So appreciate you guys joining us. And we got a little controversy because BJ is a Red Sox fan. So we're just going to throw it out there and uh, give him some shit right away. So uh, I hope I hope you're ready to kind of take it some from from the fans a little bit. <laughs> that's okay. I, I'm very happy to be your guys' villain. Uh, that's a role that I've played many times. And yeah, I'm, very I'm sure you so, have. And, yeah, and, Col- and Colin's a White Sox fan, and they're they're in first place right now. I know the division's pretty tough, but they're they're looking all right. What are your thoughts on them? They are in first place, but unfortunately, they can't seem to go more than two days without embarrassing themselves. Um, often, Tony Larusa inflicted. Um, I'm on a watch of jumping off a cliff if they bring in Albert Pujols, if, since he was just released by the Angels. Uh, you know, just bringing in all of Tony Larusa's old friends, uh, just to, to to keep screwing up. But yeah, they're in first place thanks to some some twins ineptness. Um, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Awesome. Um, all right. So Amelia brought the Red Sox fan fandom to begin with because BJ, you mentioned that you had some some AL East future bets that you're kind of placing and talking about it so what are your thoughts there i know that in the last podcast we mentioned that the yankees for some reason have above an 80 percent chance of making the playoffs we were in last and that happened and the red sox are in first so what are your thoughts there and what are you taking for for futures well it's it's very interesting right now because the yankees are minus 125 to win the al east which is pretty much you know half the price they were preseason and now you know if the red sox pull it out today they're going to be essentially two and a half games back. And honestly, I mean, the Red Sox performance up to this point is basically just because of their offense, because their bullpen is playing way above where they should be at this point in the season. So if the Yankees offense continues the way it is, their bullpen continues the way it is. And, you know, you get uh, Kluber and Talon to basically hold up. I think there is some good value on the Yankees basically winning the AL East, given you're getting a half price and we're only what, you know, 30 games into the season. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the value on the other teams I think is pretty much gone since the Yankees were such big favorites to begin the season. So it, it's really, uh, is that price going to get any lower than minus 125? And personally, I don't really think it is as we go with the season along, unless the Yankees drop to, you know, five or more games back, which I really don't think is going to happen. So, uh, I think that's an interesting price right now, and it's a price that I'd probably take. Uh, so you know, minus one twenty-five to win the AL East. Yeah, if you were if you're going to try and get it on a better price, you should have got it in a little earlier when we were, you know, doing <laughs> horrible. <laughs> yeah, and that and yeah. that's a little bit of an understatement. Um, Colin, Colin, what do you got for for upcoming bets, futures, or or what do you got going on in the in the Action Network world over there? Um. Well, as far as the AL East goes, I'll respond to BJ by saying I, I agree with him from a value perspective. However, I do have um, some preseason stock and will continue to have stock in the Blue Jays, who are tied with the Red Sox right now for second best odds in the East at plus 400. And I do think that's still good value. I think that they haven't been, you know, they've suffered some injuries uh, through the first month of the season. They got Ryu back today after missing a little bit of time. Uh, hopefully Springer's back at full strength here before long. So in terms of futures, I'm all over the Blue Jays. I have a I have a 33-1 to 1 future on Vlad Jr. to lead the 
lead the majors in home runs, which I'm all over with wow. his hot start. That's probably my favorite preseason bet um, going forward, considering how he's looked in April, finally looking like that top prospect. So I know, I know, I know we're all Yankees here, t- keeping it in the AL East. Though uh, I, I, I wouldn't sleep on the Blue Jays, even with the, them getting off to a little bit of a slow start. Yeah, I mean, they're that's one of those young teams that's that's fun to watch, and I feel like they they can put the right pieces together. They can be a pretty pretty good team. Um, what's Vladdy at in home runs right now? Do you have any idea? Oh, is it seven? Boy, I can pull it up real quick. Um, he did have yeah, he's home seven, game. seven home runs. Seven right now. Yeah. And that was with a three homer game. I think the lead, league leaders yeah. are at what, like nine or ten at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think I think someone just broke ten last night. Yeah. So yeah, he's not. I mean, he's not leading the league, but at thirty-three to one, I'm thrilled to have that. It was almost like after after kind of a disappointing start to his career, people forgot what kind of power this guy showed in the minors, the reason he was the number one prospect in baseball just about two years ago. And he's finally starting to show it this year. And he's still only what, 22, 23 years old. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Well, you know, first episode having you guys on, we want to talk about big picture stuff. And I feel like that that's always really helpful for, for people who are just getting into betting. It's it's kind of like a very, it's an easy pick, you know, it's like, I'm a Yankees fan. Let me, let me bet and, you know, keep track of Yankees as they're going throughout the season. Hopefully they win the division. Right. And we're gonna be getting into a couple more like in detailed stuff and a little more like you know weekend picks and that kind of stuff as we as we go along. But one question I have for you guys, and I think that this is something that I I always you know go back and forth about when I'm when I'm making my picks is where are your thoughts on run lines for for games? Are you when you're picking because I know like, baseball is a tricky sport to bet with. You know, there's not standard. Um, you know, point differential that there is in football and basketball. It's always at minus one and a half. So what what are your thoughts when people are kind of looking to do a, a run line on their on their picks? Yeah, I mean, so for me, really for a run line perspective is when you have essentially a big favorite. So, you know, because like, for example, like tomorrow, the Cardinals are going to be big favorites uh, against the Rockies and Austin Gomber. And they have a fantastic matchup, but I don't really want to pay minus 225. So on the run line, they're going to be about even money. So you can get almost half the price just for, you know, they basically have to win by more than one run. Now, I will say it's a horrible feeling when they only win by one run and you're sitting there and you're like, man, I wish I would have just paid the extra money for that. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, when you're dealing with those big favorites and everything like that, I think a run line, you know, can provide some value. And now on the flip side of that, if you're talking about an underdog, and I don't know, Colin, how you feel about this, but I would prefer to take the the big odds so if another dogs you know maybe two to one or anything like that i'd rather pay you know get the two to one odds than taking the run line and getting you know whatever be minus 110 minus 120 on that um because more i think more times uh than not the underdog can you know pull off that win rather than just losing by one run so i think it's kind of it kind of goes both ways and i'd rather take a run line with a favorite than an underdog um just because of the the odds that you can save on that favorite I 100% agree. I think that especially when you look at teams like the Dodgers who have been favored in, you know, how many hundred straight games, there's very rarely value in betting a Dodgers money line. So that's where you look at at opportunities to take that run line. 
um, where you like their you like their matchup and you you're going to get a little bit better odds there. I think that you're going to see a lot of that with the Yankees as the season goes on. Um, obviously, they're favored more often than not. Um, I will say just as a little bit of an aside that it's it's fun if you want to get all the way crazy to go the reverse run line perspective, which I bring up only to mention that I had that in the Yankees Astros game today, the Astros <laughs> runner dogs. And I, I had the Astros minus one and a half at plus two fifty. So thank you, Martin Maldonado and sorry, Yankees fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's whenever I see a team that I like better and they're underdogs, I always take that reverse run line for them. I don't yes. know if that's the right strategy or not, but I don't know if it's the right strategy, <laughs> fun and it's kind of just throwing a little bit of chaos into your betting day exactly exactly um all right well i appreciate you guys jumping on and um you know if you guys for those who are listening if you have any questions about about anything that we can hopefully you know ask ask the guys over here we'll be having them on every week like i mentioned and uh make sure to follow them what what's your guys's handle on action network uh mine is just bj cunningham and C.O. Whitchurch. Cow hit church is an easier way to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll put it in the, the podcast description so you guys can follow them. All right. Appreciate you guys hopping on. Thanks for having us. All right. Thanks. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. We are drifting apart. We both tried to stand up, but always would end lost together. We did our time. So make up your mind cause we're stuck in a spiral Denying the world outside Keep building up the walls that you have crushed The riddles in your eyes, they say too much Even the brightest stars will lose their spark If love is a place, we travel a million miles too far
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com